This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Go! Nice one, Jake. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> Welcome back to the Corner Digital Podcast, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, who do we got here today? We got the uh, the fabled, the infamous Nico Perringer. Nico, say hi. Hi. <laughs> We've got the ever talented and charming Clinton Jones. Always charming and charmed, talented. Yes, yes. <laughs> and of course, we have the undeniable. The charismatic, the eighth wonder of the world, Ren Weichman. <laughs> the eighth. <laughs> hey, I, got a, I got a question for you guys. At what point, like how old do you have to get? What age do you reach when you start clapping on one and three versus two and four? What? You know, it's like having a good time, having a good time. Yeah, that's yeah, two and four. Yeah. And then when you get so old, you're like, having a good time, having a good time. Yeah. You know? It sounds so clunky the other way. <laughs> like, how old do you have to be to, to like, hit that? Is there a transition Is that point? an age thing? Uh, yeah, once you turn 40. Once you turn 40, that's when. Yeah. Was I doing that when I was, like... No, 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 no. No, Jake was playing the banjo, and we were on the twos and fours, feeling good. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I, was, I was doing the... Because the, the I know you were on the offbeat for me. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't when know When you, like, when start doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know. specifically you, on the you, one. Yeah, you have that like you don't really know how to do anything yeah. like, once in terms of dancing, like, and you're just like open. kind of awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, like I think it's like yeah. sixty-five. You know, uh, it's, I think it's sooner than that. I think fifty-five. I'm calling it fifty-five. Yeah, when you just cut out one of them and just hit it on the ones. Having a good time. Having a good. Time. Well, that's like that's like a build up. That's like a start to a build up. You know, if you. When you get younger, is it just like a like the beginning of like a, a drop, like from a dubstep song? It's like clap, 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 no, 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 like, okay. you, can, you can kill me. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, got it. Adam, yeah, put me got in my it. Misery, yeah. You know what's crazy? <clears throat> it's December. It December. is yeah. December yeah. right now. You're right. Yeah, it is. It's the 10th month of the year, guys, December. <laughs> yes. Is it deceptive? This December was the 10th month of the year before Julius Caesar and Augustus came Yeah, along. I was about to say, it was July and August got added in there and Wait, threw everything off. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, D- yeah DEC, that's what it means. <laughs> that's so... The same reason why October Octo yeah, yeah, yeah. is 10 and not 8. It used to be the 8th month of the year. October? I didn't know that. That's so crazy. which one's I'm kind of disappointed. It was so August and July now. because they were named after the, the Romans, the famous Julius, Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar, July. Well, did they what? also just discover that 10 months didn't fit within a year? I don't remember. Yeah, I, you know, they were really into tens. You know, they had the whole like <laughs> really Roman numeral thing. The base ten. They're the like, guys, pl- please don't <laughs> ask us to write anything to a billion because that's going to be real hard for us. Um, Wait, but they were obsessed with tens. So I know that you know a year is basically based on the cycles of the moon. Um, well, you know, I mean, a year is based on one full revolution sorry, around sorry, the right. sun. The year is based on one full revolution around the sun, which happens to more or less coincide with yeah, twelve cycles. That's crazy, of the moon. right? It's coincidence. Yeah, it's. Almost exactly off. I can't remember what it is, but basically it's like it's like a quarter day offset. So that's why every four years you have a whole day that you make up for the leap year. The mm-hmm. leap year, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But why is time, and for that matter, like circles, why is that all base six? <laughs> what do you mean base six? Like, time line? Time is not measured in lines. It's why clocks are round. <laughs> yeah, what? don't you know that? Don't you know that? <laughs> no, but like, thank you, know, you, you, have, you have sixty minutes to us to an hour. You have sixty seconds to a minute. It's based, you know, six. Oh, but wasn't that all of. just like yeah. this is convenient? Like it's like these numbers fit. Like this is like you could chop it up any way you want. You well, could but like why three hundred and sixty degrees? Why is it not just like a hundred degrees in a circle? Oh man, I could totally answer this if I just had like a couple hours to just like sit down and research it, but <laughs> I don't have it fresh in my memory. Okay, okay, here. Like the known truth is that the Earth takes 365 days to go around the sun, right? Uh, yeah, that is how long we have declared it. Yes, 365. Right? Yeah, it's not exact. It's not exact. 365 That's why there's a leap year. Brings us to the same point, more or less. That's the marketable number. Yeah, That's yeah, like 365 the... days a year. Yeah, it's actually okay. like 365 in like a quarter. Okay, so Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson explained this. He said that the leap year, he said that the Gregorian calendar that we currently use, uh, it, 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 it the leap Gregory. year and the, the, the 12 months and the 24 hours and the 365, that whole thing is the most precise that we've been able to do so far. Because apparently the amount that it's off by when we accommodate for the leap year is so minuscule that it's it's something like, hundreds of thousands of years from now it'll be off by like a day wow dude that's a movie that's a movie when it's like when you hit that moment like boom it's like wait a second a day has escaped us like where did that day go (laughs) (laughs) a hundred thousand years later yeah (laughs) well i hope to see some clarifications in the comments about more specifics to this yeah i'm sure if you guys know exactly how precise this is please let us know because we don't but uh from what we've heard it's pretty precise so anyway, December. Yeah. So the crazy not thing only about is it December. the tenth month of the year, <laughs> it's also a perfect calendar. But it also brings up a perfect time to consider, you know, what you've done that year, and really, what is it about the next year that you want to do better or do differently? Um, and you know, Clint, I know you're a pretty uh, introspective guy. Um, you know, have you have you thought about that at all this year yet? Uh, or are you still kind of formulating your plans and your thoughts um both yeah both okay like christmas time i mean i i I do gather thoughts throughout the year um you got me hooked on trello jake 
So I've been using that <laughs> um, to like. <laughs> Clint's the one keeping the recorder yeah. trello alive. Yeah. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> That's true. Um, but no, no, I, I, I do like enjoy tracking goals and stuff, and and having whatever program you want to use um, to do that is is nice. And I do have like a to-do list on there that's just a forever to-do list and then it's broken oh, yeah. down month week day and then there's a completed one um so oh you you cross them over into the completed category that's the best part dude that's the freaking best part <laughs> like it's the reward i just delete them delete when i'm done with no, them no, no, yeah because here's the thing like you just said jake like um you know you go over what you've accomplished in the year so like i'll scroll through my completed list and be like what did i like really complete like take out the trash like eh, whatever but like mm -hmm. um you know make a website or sell prints or whatever you know like this like yeah that was like a yeah a moment you know like it took time to get to that point um yeah but yeah it's like a mix i i have things i want to do i still have stuff to think about it too like christmas break for me is a really good time to get away and just like catch up on things that i know i've wanted to catch up on like one punch man like i've never seen one punch man i need to watch one punch yeah man. Is the um, sequel Two Punch Man? He didn't, was, get, he didn't get worse. I was gonna make see that was that <laughs> um, was a rough pun. I was make a joke about putting ketchup on things because he said he wanted to catch up on things. Anyways, <laughs> no, our, our minds are just in, in gross, the pun dude. gutter right now. You know, by the way, I looked the at the base six thing. <laughs> Can we pull this back for a second? I wondered why you're on your phone. <laughs> yes, I was like, why are you on your phone? Yes, yes. This is crazy. What is it? It's not base six. It's base sixty. So. Sexagesimal, 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 also known as base 60 or sexagenerary, sexagenerary. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's a really sexy You're podcast. making soundboard <laughs> designer pretty sexy, man. Stop right talking now. so, stop speaking so sexy. It's a numeral <laughs> system with 60 as its base. It originated with the ancient Sumerians in the third millennium BC, was passed down to the ancient Babylonians. So smart. And is still used in a modified form for measuring time, angles, and geographic coordinates. Here's why. The number 60 is a superior, highly composite number. Ooh. It has 12 factors. With so many factors, many fractions involving a sexagesimal number are simplified. For example, one hour can be divided evenly into sections of 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 12 minutes, 10 minutes, 6 minutes, 5 minutes, 4 minutes, 3 minutes, 2 minutes, and 1 minute. 60 is Ooh. the smallest number that is divisible by every number from 1 to 6. So you said Ooh. 12 wow, okay. divisions? It has 12, it has like, 12 factors. 12 factors? Wow. Dang, so they were like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, that makes sense. It would, it would be hard if an hour was 27 minutes. <laughs> You'd be like, <laughs> yeah. can you meet me at a half hour? But basically, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, so if, you're, if your math system doesn't have decimals yet, you need to express things in parts of something. 60 is the lowest thing in which you can e easily express different parts of it that are even without decimals. Wow, crazy. And they did that 5,000 years ago? Well, no, it was 300 BC, so it'd be. Oh, I thought you said the third millennium BC. No, 20, 2300 years was ago. Was it third millennium? Hold up. I, I, they're right. Third millennium BC. So that was like 5,000 years ago. 5,000 years that, ago. That's like not even... that much longer after writing was invented. <laughs> I can't yeah. even like comprehend that far back. I can barely comprehend like the last generation. Like, uh, yeah, there's like archival footage of stuff. Okay, yeah. I can imagine it. Uh, I love that, like, writing was invented so that we could share recipes for beer. <laughs> really? More or less. Like, a couple yeah. asterisks there. But, like, uh, <laughs> it, it was, like, a form of accounting and also a way to, like, keep track of, like, the, the wheat and uh, grains that 
you know, they were farming. Big business. And also, dude. like, how to brew beer, because beer was like the beverage of choice back then. No one really drank water because it kind of made you sick. Everyone drank beer. Yeah. Mm. The alcohol. Yeah. Is this the part where we start talking about Snow Crash and how writing. Dude, Sumerians and Babylon. Yeah. And, and how like... writing and language is invented to create a way of mind control the peons and have them wait, follow wait, your orders. I haven't read it's Snow Crash. So Stop. It's on my son. list. Where's Jan? Put it you to need the top of your list, man. It's like, the, yeah. it's one of the best books I've ever read. It's... So that author wrote another book called Seven Eves. I've recommended this to you. You got to read it. He also wrote Neuromancer. Wait, wait. Different. Nope. Just different. kidding. Not that guy. Yeah, I'm wrong. That's William Gibson. Who wrote Snow Crash? Neil Stevenson. Neil Stevenson, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Neuromancer was so con- like have you guys read Neuromancer? No. no. Okay, yeah. I, I, I had to I had to like cliff notes every chapter after I read it because like what the heck just happened? <laughs> and it's supposed to be like a sick like there's this character who's literally Trinity. Mm-hmm. You know, before like Trinity! Yeah. Help Neuromancer! Help! <laughs> it's just very confusing. But yeah, Snow Crash. Kevin Sanzaki recommended that book to me, and it blew my mind, dude. It's the best book ever. It's it's really good. It's really I, I want to read it. Maybe I'll read it over this break. There's it's so, many so great, funny. It's kind of like remember the Da Vinci Code? Yeah. In Angels and Demons, which I thought was a little bit better. I loved Angels and Demons a lot more than Da Vinci yeah. Code. You know how like it took all these real life things and like gave them a little bit of a spin, so it could be a fun conspiracy yeah, theory. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what Snow Crash is with like the ideas of like VR, the metaverse. By the way, it was written in 1992, so right? Yeah, that yeah. Was a thing. Um, as well as like language and society and how people function, it's really cool, dude. It's groundbreaking. Like he's coming up with stuff like the metaverse, uh-huh. where you're like, there's a central hub and everyone like chills here, and but it's like, all, <laughs> like the VR bodies are passing through each other, and uh-huh. like yeah, there's you, clipping and stuff. There's clipping, and then like, um, you know, like you, it's all these like stock models. There's one of them's name is Clint. Is like the stock <laughs> model. <laughs> it's just like a stock dude, and then there's like a like a. a Jennifer or something, I think. We buried, we took this dude out of this 30-year-old book and buried him in a microwave in the backyard. Because <laughs> yeah. of your stock 3D model. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, I want to read that book. Uh, I really enjoyed his other book called Seven Eves. It was about, like, what happens, like, the book literally opens with the moon exploding. Oh, cool. No oh, one knows in, why. Intro. And, and they're like, oh, that sucks. And then, like, scientists figure out, oh, yeah, all that debris from the moon is going to start raining down on the planet in about two years. And once it does that, everyone on Earth is going to die. Hmm. So it's a, it's a mad rush just to kind of get as many people up into space as possible. And then, like, the hard rain comes. And that's the, the first rain. third of the book. Huh. The second third of the book is what happens once Earth is destroyed and the last remnants of humanity are in space trying to, like, it, yeah. Because humanity's humanity. There's drama. There's challenges. And it's not... Good. And then the last third of the book is 5,000 years in the future. Dang. After, like, Earth has been, like, settled down. Most and authors I don't want to say anything more books. to spoil it. What? Most authors would just write three books, but I love it when they just, like, no, this is one story. I'm going to make it one story. And the crazy thing is that, like, it's the same characters in the first two <clears> thirds <throat> of the book, but then the last third, it's a completely new story. Whoa. A new set of characters is a very Whoa. bold decision. And a lot of people weren't really fans of that, but I found it really fascinating because it, it I almost want to make a video about this because it has some of the most interestingly accurate portrayals of how, like, space civilization could be with current understanding of physics. They have, like, this scorpion tail thing. Like, it's this space station that goes around the world, and they have, like, this giant long scorpion tail that unravels as it's moving, and it's able to grab stuff off the ground. And just, you only got like a minute, maybe less, 30 seconds, where you can actually, you can actually walk onto this thing from the ground, and then you get slingshotted into space. Like just because, it, yeah, it's very much like a tether, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's, it's very fascinating. And, uh, 
all of it is based in very real science. It's very hard sci-fi. So it's like there's no like, well, if we just kind of do this, we can do it that way. And it's like, no, this is how it works. Kind of like is, The Martian was. It's very much like The Martian. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very good book. I don't know how we got onto this tangent. You guys started talking well, about well, sex and Sumerians, yeah. Babylonians. <laughs> Sumerians yeah. and writing. Like, it's just like, yeah, I could, keep, I could keep talking about Snow Crash. I'm sorry. Did the kayaking bit too? Like the theory that what is that? (laughs) Well, the 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 idea that people crossed—I mean, this once again, this probably probably made up, probably, but it's fun to pretend it's not. The idea that people cross the ocean by basically surfing on swells—that's how you cover the long distances in a canoe or a kayak. Oh, whoa, okay, yeah, some giant, giant slow-moving waves. There's an Inuit assassin in Snow Crash who travels by via kayak. So I read the first chapter of Snow Crash, and I. I stopped because one, I was listening to the book and the, the narrator was kind of wonky and he kept talking about pizza and like driving this car He's really a pizza fast for pizza. Guy, <laughs> I get yeah. that now, but I was just like, what am I listening to? This is weird. I turned it off and I never opened it again. Dude, and that was like six years ago. The main bad guy, his name's Raven. He drives a motorcycle and in the passenger seat, in the sidecar, is a nuclear bomb. <laughs> yeah. And it's wired up to his heartbeat. It's, yep. So if you kill him, the bomb goes off. <laughs> wait, so wait, 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 wait. So he's got to go. He's got to go everywhere. He's got to go hauling around this nuke. Yeah, this is the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this is protection against like, if you kill me, you kill yourself. Because my nuke. Goes what if off. he needs to? What if he needs to get off the motorcycle? No, no he, he can. can. It's it's wired to his heartbeat. So it's like he, it's like it's um, like a bracelet he wears. Wireless. It's like wireless. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like an implant he has. Wait, is this the pizza delivery? No, guy? this is no, one no, of the bad guys. Bad guy. Oh, what if he? What if he goes out of range? Then it goes off. He's a, <laughs> what he's a psychopath. Wi- what man. if he has to reset the Wi-Fi? Then it goes off. He doesn't care, man. He's a madman. He he doesn't he doesn't live for tomorrow. Dude, glass oh. knives. Yeah, he's, he would love to see that nuke go off. We've given away too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to read this book. I'll, I'll try to read it over the break. I'm I'm finishing up uh, the fourth Stormlight Archive book right now, which is a book I've been waiting for for three years. I got it the day it came out. I'm like literally in the final ten percent. Oh. And you've read you've read at least one Sanderson book. You've mm-hmm. read Mistborn. And the, he's known for having some of the most intense, like, last chunks of a book ever. It's, he, it even has a name. It's called The Avalanche. Mm. The Sander, the Sanderlanche. Uh, <laughs> and I'm right, Sanderlanche. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right at the beginning of The Avalanche of this book. And literally the only thing I want to do is continue reading this book, but I can't. Are you saving it for Christmas break? No, I'm saving it for the moment I get out of this podcast. Oh. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> nice. Like I'm not Red's emotionally be... ready to tackle it right now. I have to go somewhere so I can like let my emotions run free. That's awesome. I need to. <laughs> yeah, is yeah. Writing is, writing is pretty pretty yes. incredible. Yes. I mean, you think about you think about five thousand years ago, then people just writing down ones and zeros. Do we have <laughs> wheat or no wheat? Okay, it's this is this is for wheat. <laughs> this is for no wheat. Yeah. Okay, got it. And then you know through the process of that multiply that by 5000 years and you get written history and then segue that right into ones and zeros for digitization of everything and then you get Se- the segue that podcast. right into code yeah 
And once again, it's the time in the podcast where I tell you about today's sponsor, Storyblocks. That's right. They are the one-stop shop for all of your stock asset needs, whether that's B-roll, motion graphics, After Effects templates, sound effects. Storyblocks has you covered, whether it's a commercial project, a video for YouTube, or just a video for yourself. Everything on there is in beautiful 4K. They have such an extensive library of content on there, you will never find or need to use the same thing twice. It's constantly being updated. Storyblocks is going have what you need if you're looking to add another layer of quality and professionalism to everything that you're doing. So head on over to storyblocks.com. Hey, that's they're calling me about Storyblocks. Do you hear that? Hey, yeah, storyblocks.com slash corridor cast is going to be the place where you're going to get everything you need. So go on there, get an unlimited all access plan. Once again, that's storyblocks.com slash corridor cast. All right, see you out there. Oh, okay. Okay, the telemarketer hung up on me. But seriously, guys, storyblocks.com slash corridorcast, that's where you're going to go to find this awesome tool that we use around here. Let's get back to the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I read a, um, to, to, you know, continue with books here. I read a book. The reason why I brought that up is because I read this book called like the history of the world in six drinks. Hmm. And it was like, basically it started off with like how, or the book is about how civilization is literally, uh, driven by these six drinks. And it started off with beer. And then I believe it went into wine. I think, uh, I'm getting the order kind of wrong here in the early ones. And then it went to, uh, like hard alcoholic rum in like the, the seven seas or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, uh, then it went to coffee, I believe, or tea. Oh, it was yeah. one of those two is coffee <clears throat> and then tea or is tea and then coffee. I forget the order. But then lastly, it was Coca-Cola. Mm. What? Those are the most important drinks in the history of humankind. Wow. So, so, um, beer and, and wine, are the original rudimentary uh, assets, if you will, the the raw material that you need to spirits. make that was what it was. Uh, to make spirits? Yeah, to make brandy and and whiskey, hmm. uh, respectively. That's that's brandy is a wine base, and and you know beer is a wheat base, a rye base. Um, so that's those are the two sort of bases that that hard alcohol came from they were like hey you know this beer is pretty good but what if we took a bunch of beer and condensed it into a single beer (laughs) that would be even better and that's that's basically what happened and then yeah coffee um i i i don't know what's older ren coffee or tea but i do know it maybe but coffee's well also really old coffee i was surprised to learn how old coffee was i think coffee is older because tea kind of started becoming a big deal um, with like India and whatnot, um, like the. I feel like China has been on tea forever. Well, yeah, China. I mean, China. Yeah, in the Far East, obviously they yeah, had that figured out from day one. Not gonna but, lie, uh, I also use this book as my uh, go to sleep book. <laughs> like, okay. oh, it's time for me to go to sleep. I'm gonna start reading this book. <laughs> uh, tea beats coffee by guess how much? Two years. No. Five hundred years. No. A month, dude. No. Because they were like, if I can put this leaf in a in hot water i can put this bean a day a day a cherry a cherry 
Are you talking like when it was tea like, predates coffee by four thousand five hundred years? Okay, so that also <laughs> predates oh, spirits. They got then. beat by quite a bit. Okay, <laughs> wow, yeah. But uh, I don't think tea was like the the economic force it was until much later, because tea was like mm-hmm. a huge deal. Like companies and nations were built around the idea of trading tea. Yeah, the India Tea Company. Yeah, Great Britain and the lots of, lots of tea yeah. There. Yeah, they also liked their. Um, what was that stuff called? The Heroin? they got opium, o- opium. Yeah, they got they liked that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess coffee is the second most uh, globally distributed product, um, or it's like right near the top behind oil. Oh, really? Uh, it's it's pretty remarkable how that's come onto the scene over the last five hundred years or yeah. so. Everybody needs a caffeine bump, I guess. Yeah. Well, tea's got caffeine too. True, but it's a different yeah. kind of like energy, you know, that you get from tea. When I drink tea, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm like. Ugh. But when I drink coffee, I'm definitely like, Ugh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Do you like being like? Ugh. No, I don't. It's Ren, like very. Do you drink tea or coffee? I drink coffee. Jake, do you drink tea or coffee? I drink both, mostly coffee. Coffee, Clint, both. Does one more than the other? I like the taste of coffee better, but I like the feeling of tea better. Christian, do you drink tea or coffee? Coffee, coffee from Christian. Interesting. I don't I, I don't drink any. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, it's like I just never like the not? flavor of coffee. I mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed the smell of coffee, but yeah. for the longest time, like literally just about a year or two ago, I started actually enjoying drinking coffee. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Never was a big fan. Also, I, 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 yeah, I'm lactose intolerant, so like creamer always just was bad for my system until I learned that like almond beverage hmm. actually works really well. Well, it's like um, can't say almond milk. <laughs> canceled, dude. Um, uh, what is it? Wait, why can't you say almond milk? Because the the milk lobbies, big milk forced. Uh, Big, uh, big milk, milk. <laughs> big cheese, big cheese. <laughs> Dude, like, big almond big milk ca- isn't a milk. <laughs> our our milk subsidies are going teat. away. Big cow teat putting down everybody else. Yeah, for their cheese <laughs> and their milk. No, that's for your, that's and, their, for your and their ice cream. Wait, did they actually like take them to court and saying you can't brand it as? No, milk? they made it was like a legislation. Like it was a. Oh, this is like one of those European kind of things. Like it can only be called champagne when it comes from Champagne in France. You know, like kind of actually, thing? yeah. Uh. It was because you know <laughs> big milk. They had the money to spend to get the legislation passed. Wow. If you could, if you could, what like, a waste of time. in California. I don't know if that's <laughs> nationwide. What a waste of time. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. If I'm you done. could visualize <laughs> milk as a person, what would they look like? You? No, <laughs> no, I know. I'm yeah. fine. No, no way. They... Uh, Baymax. Yeah, yeah. All right. I was gonna say the Michelin Man, but I was like, he's too too bumpy. Baymax is smooth. So the Baymax. <laughs> I feel one. like they'd. I feel like they'd be kind of like a frumpy white dude. Yeah, like like, like a Colonel Sanders. Like, no, not like Colonel Sanders. Like like a, like a like a dude that hasn't really been outside a whole lot. You know. No, like, like he cold. It's like almost like Mister Clean. This you know? is jacked. Maybe not so jacked. Just a little bit. Milk makes you strong. Gives you strong bones. I mean, a lot of most of that is just uh, I forget the word for it. Something about uh, uh, tarp, like not tarp. Uh, what do you call it? fake grass? Turf, 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 grift, turf. 
Anyway, so um, milk, <laughs> astroturf, uh, astroturfing. Yeah, it's it's like it's just like so much of that is just like it's not actually real benefits of milk. It's just the companies that have been advertising oh, that yeah. for years. Um, totally lost my train of thought with what I was trying to go for there, though. Were you saying that it doesn't actually make your bones strong? Yeah. Like no, you, it need, might you have... don't need any more calcium once your bones stop growing at like twenty two. I mean, you need some calcium, but you don't need like the. Oh no, I was milk. I was gonna say uh. I saw this tweet that uh, was really interesting. It was one of those like four picture panel things of like these psychopaths from movies drinking milk. And it's like, you know, you got the dude from, uh, what was it? The, the, I'm awful at this right now. The, oh, uh, the glorious bastards. Yes. Oh. Yes. Also the, the girl from get out. get out and, uh, the dude who had like that little nail gun, oh. uh, little compressed air nail gun that he would hit. He'd put it up to yeah. a person's oh, head. No country for um, old men. No country for old men. That's oh, his yeah. name. Javier Bardem. No country Javier for Bardem. old men. Yeah, his name was like Shakid or something like that. Shakid? <laughs> what was his name in the movie? Shaka, Shaka Khan. <laughs> oh, he had a crazy name. Yeah. Uh, Sha- but they all have a scene where they drink milk and it's creepy. Dude, when he like yeah. looks in the TV from that movie. Yeah, you remember No Country where he like sits down and he, he like... Pop some milk and he's just Anton Shiger, yeah. Anton Shiger. And he just sits in uh in what's his name's house. I barely remember the movie to be honest. Oh my god, he sits in the main character's house and he just drinks milk and he sits on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> and then he leaves. And then Tommy Lee Jones is the detective hunting him down. And he rolls up five mm-hmm. minutes later and he sits on the couch and he looks at like there's a shot when when Anton Shiger was in the house, there was a shot of him in the reflection of the TV that was turned off, and it was like distorted and creepy. And when Tommy Lee Jones comes in five minutes later, he sees the glass of milk and it's still cold. Oh, yeah. And he looks at the TV and his and it's Tommy Lee Jones's reflection on the TV. And it's like, dude, he was so close. He was so close <laughs> to catching this guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that movie is a masterpiece. It's, it is. It it's wonderful. Dude. It's a great modern Western. Oh, my God. One of the God. few. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting chills just thinking about it, man. It's so good. <laughs> Llewellyn Moss. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. really got the names right in that one. <laughs> You know, like uh, like an old country boy from Texas named Llewellyn. <laughs> Just the yeah, beginning yeah. of that movie when he's hunting and he, you know, he's a hunter, right? So you know, it's the movie's about two hunters hunting each other, you know, in different ways. And yeah, um, the beginning of the movie, like he, he's wrapping up his little hunt and then he comes across all of these like lifted trucks in the middle <laughs> oh, of yeah. the like desert in uh-huh. Texas, I think. And they're in yeah. a circle. And he just sees there's bullets and bodies and gut and like guts and blood and cocaine and he's like, oh my god! And he finds uh, up by this tree a guy who got away, and he's like chained to a briefcase and he pops it and it's full of like two million dollars and he's like, takes it, two million dollars in a briefcase, yeah, or a million or whatever. And then he goes home and he starts sleeping and then he wakes up in the middle of the night because there was a guy who was alive. He's like, water, water, you know, and he left yeah. him there. And he wakes up in the middle of the night. He's like, God dang it. And he goes back and he brings water. And oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he brings him the water and he's gone. And then he sees headlights come up over the ridge just like at midnight. Just these trucks looking over. And he he looks and he sees like his truck, these new trucks. They're like popping his tires. And he's like, crap. And then it goes from there, dude. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, yeah, it is. It's 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 great, and it's Cohen Brothers directed, Deacon Scott Rudin produced. Yeah, that's yeah, a classic. I gotta watch it again now. There's some there's some like directors, writers, and uh, DPs that you just want them to stay together and make movies until they're dead. Yeah, just 
you know, Coen Brothers, Roger Deakins, they should just do things together forever. Uh, was it Andrew Garland or whatever? The guy did Sicario? Oh, no, no. Uh, De- uh, Denis Villeneuve. Oh, yeah. Denis Villeneuve. 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 Is it Villeneuve? No, it's Villeneuve. Is that how it's pronounced? I thought so. I'm pretty know. sure. We'd have to just look up some like Villanueve? interview with him. That sounds better. <laughs> Villeneuve. <laughs> like um, yeah. yeah, Deacons as well. Yeah, like, ideally those two. Ideally, ideally those two always shoot movies together forever. They're on a roll, and it's like yeah. it's like um, Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor should always do movies with um, <laughs> crap. David Fincher. David Fincher. Yeah, yeah, always, forever. So good. Dude, Trent Reznor did the soundtrack for the Watchmen show. Really? Yeah, it was yeah. good. It was a very good, very good show, very good soundtrack. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. The ten inch nails. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ten inch nails. <laughs> now full question. Maybe everybody's opinion is different. Is it fingernails or carpentry nails? Huh? What? Nine inch nails? <laughs> Wait, I I probably know what it is now that I think about oh, it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh. <laughs> oh like I actually don't nails? know. I always assumed they were real nails and just really big nails. But carpentry nails. Yes. I never as opposed to fingernails. I, I see what you're saying. Is now. it a biblical reference? Is it a reference to like uh, how big the nails were that they used to like pin ooh, Jesus maybe. to the cross? Dude, like those edgy be. like metal band names? Or maybe it's like a railroad deal. That would be a total metal band name thing to do. Yeah, it'd be a really metal thing. Or maybe it's just a railroad reference. <laughs> it's like, see, my was really into railroads and he used to build them. <laughs> really into carpentry. <laughs> yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah. Uh, other rumored, ex- okay, this is a rumored explanation alleging that Reznor's choice to reference Jesus' crucifixion with nine inch spikes or Freddy Krueger's nine inch fingernails. I, I think maybe that's all part of the same, same origin. Like, nine even inch nails Freddy- is such a good name for a band. Is it? I think so. I think it's great. It seems a little random. To Nin. It, Nin. It's got the um, alliteration going. True. It does sound edgy. Do you, when people ask you, sort of like, what kind of music you're into, you're like, Nin, bro. <laughs> Nin. Really? Nin? And you're like, yeah, yeah. You ever heard of them? Nin? They stand yeah. under, under a street lamp. Uh, anything <laughs> else? You're like, no. Just, just nine inch nails. None. That's Re- it. Is Reznor his last name? Because that also sounds like I made up. Like, my name is Trent Reznor. That's with the Z. It's too cool. For the name. band Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. <laughs> or Nin. <laughs> well, I was surprised to learn just how many people in Hollywood have fake names. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. All of them. Yeah. Tom like, it's, Cruise. It's just like such an accepted thing that once one. you go into like becoming yep. an actor and you get like an agent, you get assigned a new name that actually sounds good. Yeah. And Jeez. like is rolls off the tongue, looks good on the credits. Everyone, and it's just like, I because I, I remember seeing a couple actors like, oh yeah, no, this is my stage name or like this is my Hollywood name, and I'm just like, wait, what? That's not your real name. It's like, but no one knows the real name. Like Mike Diva. <laughs> well, I mean that's a little different. <laughs> but I mean, kind he, of. He kind talks of. about like, it's like, ah, you know, I should have picked something else than Diva. <laughs> but you know, what? it does roll off the tongue really well. I, I still call him Mike Diva as opposed yeah. to just Mike. Yeah. Something about it just it does stick with him really well. Yeah. And same with some of the others. Because he's such a diva. <laughs> like in uh, in in due date when uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis and Zach Galifianakis's character is like, yeah, well, Ethan Tremblay is not my real name. <laughs> That's my stage name. My real name's Ethan Chase. And he's like, wait, Ethan Chase. <laughs> Ethan Chase is a way better name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that the movie where he like lets his father's ashes go? 
Yeah. And they blow back yeah. into his face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they and then they drink them in the coffee yes. with Jamie Foxx. Yes. Yeah. Oh, That's boy. such a good movie, man. Like Dude. it's such a good comedy. Zach Galifianakis is so funny, man. What a what a character. Did, did you guys watch the Between Two Ferns movie on Netflix? Yeah. I did not. I did not. Yeah. You didn't like it? <laughs> it wasn't good. I actually liked it, but really just because I got some more of the Between Two Ferns parts and the bloopers are funny. Did you do Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the interviews are the best part, you know? Yeah, that's all I wanted to see. They, sure. they were funny. Did, did that yeah. start as, like, a Comedy Central show, or yeah. was that just online? Or, or how? Where did that start? Funny or Die. Isn't that Comedy Central? Okay. Will no, Ferrell's Funny company. or Die is Will, Will Ferrell started, actually. You're right. Okay. You're totally right. Yeah. And didn't Funny or Die just recently die? Did they? Or did they get bought out? I, I thought they went under. Enough. Like, I thought, I, thought some, I thought I saw some news about Funny or Die going under recently. Like in the last oh. half year, well, that'd be sad. Yeah, but you're right. It did start on Funny or Die. Funny or Die um, sounds I... like the internet from 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, black or uh, albino black sheep is yeah. like albino black sheep, Ebum's world, something awful. Funny or Die, like it falls right into that. Uh-huh. Five second films. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The internet of lore. <laughs> I miss the internet of lore. The Internet I mean, of War. <laughs> lore. Is it is it of lore or of your? Uh, maybe it's of your. Oh, maybe it's of, of your. your. Yeah, you're yeah. right. But there also there's the lore, <laughs> too. That's yeah. The that's that's why I said tonight. lore. <laughs> All right. So to change topics a little bit, guys, I kind of want to talk about our year in review slash what we want to do next year. Oh man, All this right. is a big topic. I know. Seriously, a little bit, a little bit. So yeah. Usually at the beginning of every year, we have like a, a meeting where we kind of like discuss our goals for the year like what kind of things do we want to focus on uh in the content that we create and this year uh rather last year so 2019 i was like all right i'm gonna make all these science videos i'm gonna make a bunch of them i'm gonna make a one every single month and i proceeded to make seven and <laughs> the dirty uh, dozen the dirty dozen yeah the, is the, the, the sneaky seven or sneaky the... seven. Ren's, Ren's elite eight, <laughs> the, elite yeah, eight yeah. yeah the naughty Ren's, nine the naughty nine Ren's yeah. sort of seven <laughs> So, set of seven. and that was just because, like, I, I couldn't make them all because to make 12, it would have to be like my full time thing. Uh, so, yeah, so then this year, my goal was to focus more on uh, drone content and 3D printing content. And I'd say I'd, I pretty successfully did both of those things, mm-hmm. but lately, mm-hmm. like the last month or so, we've been working on functional filmmaking. You guys have both already filmed your parts, I'm filming my part tomorrow, but yeah. in making this, this script for functional filmmaking, which is about how I make those. Those videos of yore, uh, it got me really like I want to make more of those again. So yeah. maybe so next good. year I'll make more. They're so good, man. Like they're well, really you. good. It's thank the you. you are the like VFX Bill Nye. <laughs> really, yeah. like really. That's a high compliment. It's high legit. Praise. No, 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 seriously. High like, praise. They're so much fun to watch, <laughs> and I just want to see more. And I will help you do VFX on every single one. <laughs> cool, dude. Well, that's I really, very I really want to do the. How how many balloons would it really take to lift the house from up? That's a really good. That's oh God. great. Video. I want to do that one. Yeah. Too. Nobody steal that idea, please. <laughs> no, I'm already working on it. I've got a script written. I'm already like in pre-production. No, no, like yeah, I finished that first. What shot. if somebody just makes a video, and then you hit play, and just like five thousand six hundred and twenty-four, and that's the end of the video. Probably <laughs> <laughs> have a lot of views. It'd probably get a lot of views. <laughs> it's just like how to microwave bread. You just stand there for twenty seconds, and then you just say 
5,624. <laughs> yep. And the video abruptly ends. Yeah. So that's one one thing I want. I want to make more of those videos again. I miss doing them because I only made one video this year, and that was the one right at the beginning of quarantine, talking about exponential growth, talking about COVID spread, that stuff. But yeah. the other thing I really want to get into is learning Unreal Engine. I think it's time. Hey, I think it's time to get into the real time rendering workplace. Yes, that is certainly yeah. a goal of mine. I um, I actually started yeah. this year. Earlier this year, I started, and it. Oh my god. <sighs> Okay, so this this actually happened to me like eight years ago. What? You got turned into an Unreal Engine? It, oh, very <laughs> No, no, no. no. I, I was in a predicament where I started out, my first 3D program I ever learned was Cinema 4D. And, well, not the very first, but it was the first like legit one. Uh-huh. And there were no good C4D tutorials anywhere on the internet. Mm. And I was actually making C4D tutorials for like, uh, cgtuts.com. Yep, yep. Um, I remember seeing your tuts on <laughs> aetutsplus.com too. That one too. <laughs> yeah, and like, I was just bummed out that like all these sick tutorials are for 3ds Max. I'm like, God, screw 3ds Max. They got all the good tuts. Like, mm-hmm. why can't C4D get the good tuts? And I eventually ended up dropping C4D, giving going up to, on it, going to 3ds Max, and switching to 3ds Max because <laughs> you guys were on 3ds Max and you guys had a lot to teach me. Um, well, them. I wasn't on 3ds Max at that time. I got on 3ds Max because you guys were on 3ds Max. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, like in hindsight, it's like, oh man, I could have done like the video copilot, but for C4D, but yeah. that's Grayscale Gorilla, you know. <laughs> um, and I, the, the point of the story is, I quit because there weren't any good tuts, and mm-hmm. that's what happened with me in Unreal. It's very hard to say that I quit. I. I I stopped. You, you moved on. You're I, like no, you shelved it. You shelved it. I shelved it. But it's something I definitely want to get good at. It's like the Quixel Rebirth. If you guys don't know what that is, like look it up right now. Watch it. Mm, you know. I know. I know. I know. Holy crap! That's so good. And then Memories of Australia is yes. That's another amazing oh one. Oh my! That blew me God. away. I couldn't I, I, believe yeah. that that was like. It was so unreal. <laughs> wow! Oh boy, Dude, the dad the dad jokes are strong in this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's no, you guys have the news to share it, with us. <laughs> if all you no. guys get into Unreal, like I think there's going to be some magic next year with that. The main inspirations uh, for me for yeah for for like learning Unreal one obviously just the stagecraft we've started seeing with the Mandalorian like being able to have like an LED wall behind you and then like real time rendering and all that stuff. That's like in my opinion the coolest technology leap in the last couple decades as far as like filmmaking goes. Uh but more than that I'm like I'm getting into I'm really getting into VR and I want to make like VR experiences. I want to meld some sort of way to turn like filmmaking or something into like a VR experience. I don't exactly know how to do that yet or even what that really means. Like I even started exper- experimenting with like 3D video. I put like a 3D camera on my drone and flew it around. I Dude, showed you that, that was video. a trip. Yeah, and it's like it works really well. Uh you have to kind of have a strong stomach uh for some of the things I was doing, but like I don't know. I wonder if there's a way I can expand on that. So right now, I'm going to try to see if I can learn how to make just like simple a simple game, a simple interface in VR using Unreal. And hopefully just the more things I do with that, the more opportunities open for the things that we can make. Just like the mocap suit. Like we got yeah, a tool yeah. and then you use it and you make uh, a video with it, you know. And of course, Sam has been like the pioneer for Unreal here at the studio this yeah. year. He's re- He's been working away. He's working on Avatar 2 right now. He took it away from James Cameron. <laughs> Snatched it. Yeah. Snatched. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
I mean, no, Ren, like if that's something you guys, because uh, what, what I could see happening is like we could collectively make something like that and then, you know, we could we could put it out as a piece of content. We could put it out as a game. Like there's a there's a number of different eventual distribution mediums for yeah. it. I mean, obviously, and so, then obviously we have uh, the um, the the entire green light show that's that we need to well we're gonna it hasn't been green light yet but the local zero show like right, in, yeah. in about two more months that thing's gonna get green lit too and so there's a whole journey of so, creative stuff that needs to happen there so i don't want to say much because it's still super early days but so uh peter has spent the last like two or three weeks like crash coursing hard through unreal he's getting pretty good at it He's got like a little FPS game that he's made. Uh, hmm. But so between him, Sam, and the three of us, uh, we might make a game. But it's a maybe. maybe. It's a maybe. But Sam this has some like really a, good a ideas. Game jam game, I should just mention. Not, not like a let's sit down for eight months and grind out. <laughs> like, no, this would be a initially, initially. Who knows what the future holds? The idea Sam has is, is I'm not going to say it, but like, it's, it's the idea is that it's simple and he, and, I don't know. I don't want to say more. It's... Say, Sam's idea is you take the universe, all right? <laughs> now imagine you can be anywhere in that universe. Procedural planets, procedural characters, everything computer generated. You're, you dream it, you can live it. That's Sam's <laughs> idea for the game. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not. Done in a couple weeks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like with all of your guys' experience with Node and playing games and, and all that, I think Sam has some really interesting ideas that should be fairly easy to implement into a game format, That'd be yeah. cool. mm -hmm. but in in a way that we can just do it. We don't have to wait for someone else to make it, and we can maybe make something and distribute it on the website. More you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's how we've we've, got, we've gotten thus far this far just doing that to begin with. So I, I see no reason to stop now, just because it maybe not necessarily will fit into four four corners of a video. Yeah, well, they come up with the five corner screen next year too. Yeah, the well, the five corner <laughs> the video screen. is really the next thing, you know. Just yeah. like the just like the the, the triangle the monitor the was was twenty nineteen. Yeah, thing. yeah. And then and then I've seen the, Every year gets the shrimp, point. um, the shrimp aspect screen? ratio. Have you guys seen those shrimp aspect ratio videos? Dude, I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those things are freaking crazy. My favorite are the Easter eggs that Same. that creators will put into the fingers of the shrimp. Oh, the, you know? the Easter eggs. Yeah, like the like, little story Easter eggs mm -hmm. that aren't in the center of the shrimp body, but like are on yeah. the you know the, the uh -huh. fringes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're small, but actually, closely. I, I, yeah, they're there. I, it was it was really expensive, but I have a 4K shrimp shaped monitor that's actually coming to my house. Oh, nice. What you um, got one? Yeah, I well I got Damn, in early um, on it before say, they like, are, before before they ran out of the supply. Well, you know, in the, the, when the, the demand spiked. What's the frame rate on that thing? Uh, I think it's. I think the refresh rate's like a hundred and fifty. Dude, hundred fifty hertz. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, pretty great. I think sixty sixty frames a second. Sick. You know, ninety whatever, ninety frames a second. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> doesn't matter, dude. I kind of. I kind of want to legit like. Doesn't mock up matter. A shrimp monitor <laughs> and <laughs> and then and then like comp it into my desk. Like it's real, <laughs> and just track it in, and just like it's like in the background. Of, no, no, it's like I'm at my computer in a crew video, and I'm just talking about like this, 
and I just like comp in a shrimp screen, you know? <laughs> well, you know, you know what we so could stupid. do is, is you could like, you could gaff tape a regular monitor into a shrimp shape and then like put tracking markers on it and erase the rest of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I feel like we should play a game, a version of Boulder Dash where you just list off goofy gear and so like, you have to guess if it's real or fake. And then the person's like, no, it's real or, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh man. You pull up on B&H and like, all right, so this piece of gear will keep your hands warm when you are holding a boom pole. Like real or fake. <laughs> Dude, this called, sounds like a the digit warmer. <laughs> yeah. This sounds like, like a, a good gloves. premise for a corridor digital <laughs> short film. Do you remember back in the day when we used to make corridor shorts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, Man, remember Mudface? Yeah. Man, that feels like it was so long ago. It, really it was, was it was January. I know, but it's still was as far as it was this year though, still. That's like that's so yeah. that's from the the current era, the channel, but that feels like it feels like it was another era long ago. It seriously does. So we weird. To, I mean, a lot has happened since in then. Restaurants. I was gonna suggest that uh, that you guys get together maybe on like Friday because uh, there's some like Clint, Ren, Peter, Nico. I think you might have some time. I was gonna suggest you guys get together and start brainstorming for some some ideas for next year. I do um, have an idea um, for Tether for the website. It's been a minute since anyone's <laughs> really had a, a proper brainstorming Don't you mean session. That beast? No, I don't mean the beast. Actually, I mean I mean tether, OG tether. Nice. Yeah, but that's for another time. We got we got some shows to make first. So, but like the beast is the beast over? Is that like the beast is over for now? For now, that we'll means see. it's over. Yeah, over for now. I mean, it's a script. It's, you know, you never know. It's in that dusty shelf in the back of the closet. <laughs> well, the other thing, the other reason why we should do that, not just for corridor videos, but also for website ideas, like. Yeah. A lot of times, a lot of like all the stuff that's on the website currently is all stuff that we've sort of had floating around in the ether of the idea verse, uh, you know, in some shape or form that we've pulled into the site, the site. And so just the process of like spitballing and, and, and picking out ideas that you like, oftentimes you know, the test of time proves whether those ideas are like good or not. If you keep coming back to them and, and you keep liking them and, and usually they find, they find their way to something, uh, at, at some point or another. So I just think it's a healthy process. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta keep those brain, mm-hmm. brain juices flowing. Them brain cells moving boys. <laughs> Gotta keep them brain cells moving. But okay. <laughs> what about you guys? What, what are your hopes for next year? My hopes for next year, definitely get good with Unreal. I want to get to the point where I can get that Quixel Rebirth or Memories of Australia quality down. Oh, man. Um, For me, uh, reasoning is less that I want to make a game, but more um, the fact that if I can create a photoreal environment uh, from scratch or it could be any environment, I, I don't have to physically go there. Like, it's so good for, like, matte paintings or, like, uh, you know, establishment shots, that kind of stuff. So, like, the whole reason I got into 3D was because if I could think of it, then I can make it. And yeah. if, if I if I have yeah. the technical info or the technical know-how, then there's literally nothing stopping me. So that's why I want to learn is, like, to just expand the ability to tell any story possible. Um, and also, I love just beautiful art, like, beautiful landscapes. It's like... Dude, it gets me amped. It gets me so amped. I want to make a video where I'm standing on the moon, talking about the moon, and Dude. I want to use like Unreal to to make that happen. That'd be sick. 
I have this. I, I don't want to say more about the moon idea, but it's a very specific idea. That's great. You need to have you need to have on like a Buzz Lightyear costume when you do that, friend. <laughs> Buzz, dude. That's great. Yeah. What about what you, about? Nico? Um, I got a couple of different aspirations. Honestly, I, you know, with Corridor having grown so much, especially this year, and it's been tricky this year because obviously, you know, we haven't been in the studio for a lot of the year. Um. There, you know, there's a vibe that Corridor had when it was like six people. You know, you knew each other. You were working on projects together. It was all just like collective, you know, pursuits. Um, and as Corridor has gotten bigger, especially with not everybody being in the studio, it's hard to feel like that's all one thing still. It's hard to feel like it's one group of people having a good time, creating art, being passionate, etc. It's still happening. Like, you know, every thing coming out is being led by someone who is just excelling at what they do. But the sense of like that sense of, I guess, community is a little skinny right now. I mean, I guess compared to like any regular corporate job, like there's way more sense of community here than there. But like, I don't see everybody very, like very often. I see Clint probably like three of the five days of the week. You know, I see Ren more often. I feel like four to five of the days of the week. I see Sam pretty frequently, but like, you know, I see Peter two days of the week. I see Nick for like a day and a half. Like, I just, I don't get to spend a lot of time with everybody right now. I'd like to get back to that more like, you know, get more into like bringing everybody together and getting a feel for what we can try to accomplish with that group. Now that's like big pie in the sky, like, you know, overview of corridor stuff. But like in terms of like endeavors, personal endeavors, artistic endeavors, I, I want to get back into filmmaking without all the burden. I, specific, I want to get back into like the imaginative world building kind of filmmaking without all the burdens that came with that. Because back in the day when you wanted to do that, that meant a lot of matte paintings and visual effects, which is kind of, you know, what inspired a lot of visual effects for myself when I got into it. But you end up spending like a week to do like your five opening shots of your piece. And it's just, it's not possible to like just tell a cool story. Like a lot of what held me back as a filmmaker in a way was the visual effects in certain regards, in certain ways of telling stories. It also, you know, greatly accelerated other parts of my filmmaking. But it's one of those things where if you, you know, if you start off learning how to do cool things, you might miss out on how to do good dialogue and that kind of stuff. And I've, you know, I've spent a lot of time trying to catch up on that. I feel like I finally kind of wrapped my head around at least basic story function a little bit more um, and like directing actors and getting what you need from a shoot to, you know, get a story told. And I feel like so many burdens have disappeared. You know, everything from like expensive cameras have disappeared to we have a crew like in studio now, <laughs> like we don't, we don't like there's, there's, a, there's a problem. Like when we were like 22, 23 years old and we were like making videos, like none of our friends had jobs yet. So not a big deal. You can get together on like a Tuesday and you could shoot something. Yeah. Then once you hit like 24, 25, all your friends have careers and nobody can shoot on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Only people that you can pay to come in, but you don't know any of those people because you never work with them. Like, you know, you got to hire an actor or a crew member, but like corridor now has grown to the point where it's like, now there's people here in studio where we have a team and we can just go out and shoot stuff again. And we know enough people that do the other things professionally that are now close enough friends and acquaintances that we can pull them in at any time as well. Cause they do that for their job. <laughs> and so, you know, all these burdens that came that were preventing, you know, I guess certain types of filmmaking. I want to like jump back into that filmmaking and pursue it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Art just- attack too. Spartan Attack 2. Actually, <laughs> just to get specific, 
I, I want to shoot a piece on the phone. I want to shoot a piece on the iPhone 12 and just be like, boom, here it is. I want to make a cool lightsaber. show. Well, you remember the boardsman idea? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of just want to shoot that. We, like, we have all these great inroads to so many people in the stunt community. And like, there's this idea that we have, and it's just like, it involves us, the characters. I mean, we're not playing ourselves, but you know, we're kind of playing ourselves. Playing exaggerated versions of ourselves. Right. You know, but it's like, and we're on our wheels. We're doing what we love. We're rolling around LA, like in all these crazy places we get to. It just captures all those special things of the moment, like that you have. And, you know, you just shoot on your phone. You shoot with your friends. You do a cool fight scene. Like fight scenes don't involve crazy VFX. Like you can just shoot them and you're done with them. They're fun. Like, I just want to do that and like tell a story and get it out there and be like, I'm done and move on to like the next one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't want to be precious. I just want to shoot it and tell a cool story and not be burdened and just, I'm going to just create and just do that. Yeah. yeah. I, I could, I feel very similar. Um, there's a part of me that feels like my first goal saying of, you know, learning unreal engine, but then there's also another goal of don't pigeonhole myself and just do VFX. Cause mm-hmm. I could do VFX all day long and it's like, it could be really easy but I want to challenge myself. So I, I need to dive in and tell stories and work on dialogue and direct stuff. I feel like I haven't directed anything in a long time. Yeah. It's a bummer. None of us have. I haven't directed <laughs> anything. Well, as I've been director of photography on the commercial, like I haven't, I haven't directed anything since tactical three, I believe. Yeah. 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 I mean the, the, the COVID-19 thing really threw a wrench in a lot of that progress that we were making up to that point. Um, the, uh, you know, hopefully that some of that stuff can start to subside next year and those, those doors can open back up because that's kind of like, you know, that's a, that's a beating heart of a part of what we do anyways, you know, and the, the idea of like, okay, here's, here's an idea, um, for a piece, uh, but then here's, you know, a creative challenge that we face along the way. Um, here's us, uh, reflecting on the, the good and the bad of it on the podcast. Um, here's us, uh, you know, maybe putting out a select piece of something or another on the website, like all of that stuff goes into the flow of our, of our overall like content ecosystem. And, Mm -hmm. you know, without it and without like those, those ideas bubbling to the top, like, um, you know, it's it's not like we've been as bad off as some people this year, but it, it has I have seen a, a specific point this year with with everything going on where we've been. That's that's how it's directly affected us is it's that that sort of like, OK, what's the next like boss town dynamics? What's the next like idea that we put out there that you know, is, is, is like capturing attention, but also we're doing it in, in our way that is utilizing the resources that we have. And, and with a little bit of that, like, you know, just put it out there and, and, and see and, and move on. And, and yeah, I think that's like super important. And I would love to see some of that come back, um, this year as we, or as we move into next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So there you have it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this started very eccentric from base 60 numbers. Then we started talking about books. books. I loved it. Yeah. We're finally ending on some <laughs> existential life pursuits. 
That's pretty much the flow of most of these podcasts. Wait, Jake, it? what yeah. are you hoping to achieve oh, next right. year? Yeah, Jake, what are you hoping to achieve? Well, next year? I mean, I kind of was was like stepping on it there, but that's that's <laughs> effectively it. Like, fair, fair. you know, by pri- primarily um, making sure that like. I mean, a my primary focus is is on the website now, like, and making sure that that is doing what we want it to do. Because because overall, the the whole idea behind that site is to create a, a a more solid foundation from which we can continue to develop ideas, mm-hmm. um, and, and to eliminate some of that that burden of like, oh, how, you know, how do you do it if you need X amount of money or you need X amount of time or you need to take the whole crew and you need to do this for X amount of days, like. It, the, the idea is to eliminate some of that. Um, and, and we're small right now, you know, but like with each, each time we scale it, each show we put out, you know, each new show that gets greenlit, like it just, it, it grows a little bit bigger. And, and eventually the, the goal is to make that big enough where um, we can just have a little bit more financial freedom to continue to, to, to create things. And that's, that's kind of always been the goal. Um, you know, like how do you, how do you free up your time to be able to do X, Y, and Z? Um, and and that's certainly going to be one of my primary focuses next year. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad we have you then. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm glad to do it, man. It's like, I was so happy to see that website. I was just recording a thing for Daniel earlier today. Uh, just talking about like how, I mean, Scott, I don't know if people know this yet, but Scott is now uh, starting in March. He's coming on full time to work on the site. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and so uh, this will be a two-year journey Dang, for him. I didn't, I didn't uh, a, a two-year journey going from the first time that he emailed us in May of 2019 to basically two years later. Now, like seeing the thing come to fruition, seeing it go through all the evolution, finally seeing some revenue come his way, so that he can actually start to step away from his his day job and and now do this i mean think about this the guys built the whole thing on nights and weekends like (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty ridiculous when you think about it um so i'm super excited for that and i feel like with him in our corner you know the the flexibility to like bend and 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 shift the site to suit our needs um for what we want to create obviously like with a with a idea and content first mentality on the website Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I'm super excited about it. Like you, you combine that flexibility with like what you guys are going to learn and do with unreal. Um, and, and like with, you know, some Nico's ideas and, and like it just, I see the whole thing just working really well. And I just want to keep that going. Cool. Sweet. I like you. Scott. I like him. I do He's too. cool. I'm glad to have him on board. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Anyways. Good job, Scott. <laughs> That's really the moral of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know nights right. and weekends. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Like, he, he would take his vacation time and work on the site. And, and you know, sweet. like, every time. He's t- six star. hours ahead of us or whatever in, in L.A. or in London. So, you know, every time I talk to him, like, in the middle of the day, it's 10 o'clock his time. And he's still grinding out. Whatever he's got to do, right? Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Well, thanks for listening, yep. everybody. Yeah, that's our podcast <laughs> yeah. for today, and we'll see you guys in next week's. Jake, any parting message you want for anyone? 
Uh, if you haven't gotten any merch, uh, it might be sold out by the time you hear this. So sorry. Um, <laughs> follow us on Instagram if you want to know when it comes out or join quarterdigital.com. Whatever. Either one's fine. <laughs> it's, Good stuff. it's Christmas time it's again. Christmas time. It's time to be nice to the people you can't stand. All year. <laughs> what? I'm that's not tired what Christmas is about, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. All right. Happy December, everybody. We're not Christmas yet, so we're not going to say Merry Christmas yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. <laughs> we'll get there. All right. See you guys. Oh! <laughs>